Hi, I'm Annie Fitzsimmons. I'm your Washington Realtors Legal Hotline lawyer. And I'm answering a question today that I receive from time to time from brokers who are contemplating on behalf of their clients a seller financing arrangement. And the question is, which is better, a note and deed of trust or a real estate contract? And the very first thing I would tell you is that if you have to ask this question, you shouldn't be in, and you shouldn't be helping your client enter a seller financing transaction without assistance. You need to work with the managing broker to work through the seller financing transaction form 22C. Form 22C is a very complicated, very difficult form to use, a lot of moving parts, and if you're not familiar with seller financing, you should not be assisting your client to enter a seller financing transaction as a seller or the buyer without assistance. And, and what we're going to discuss today is a very broad, very high level view of the difference between a note and deed of trust and a real estate contract. I'm gonna start out by telling you that in a very generic, high-level sense, the average or typical seller would prefer to sell using a real estate contract. The average, typical, generic buyer would prefer to purchase using a note and deed of trust. And of course, there's variations in both of those very generic statements. Why, though, do I draw those broad categories? need to understand the two different financing vehicles to understand why I would say that. Let's start with the one that buyers are more likely to prefer because that's the one that most of you are, form are more familiar with and that would be the note and deed of trust. You're familiar with a note and deed of trust because the traditional buyer who goes and gets a, a loan from conventional lender, FHA, VA, whomever, they are going to purchase with a note and deed of trust, not to the seller, but to their lender. What's gonna happen in that transaction is that at closing, that buyer is going to get a deed to the property from the seller. The seller is gonna say, hey, hey, hey buyer, congratulations, here's the title to the property. You own the property, but this, the buyer has no actual enjoyment from owning that property free and clear because as soon as they get that title, they also encumber that title to the lender in a traditional transaction, in a traditionally financed transaction. Um, the way they encumber that title is they sign a note, a promissory note, dear lender, I promise to pay you $300,000 on the following interest rate, on the following terms, yada, yada. That's my promissory note. A promissory note is never recorded. That's a contract, a promise from buyer to lender. What's recorded is the document that secures payment of that promissory note through the title to the property. That's the deed of trust. And the deed of trust is a, con is a document that says, hey seller, Here's my promissory note, and if I fail to make the payments that I owe you under the promissory note, then seller, I'm gonna give you the real estate. I'm gonna give you title to the real estate. That's what the deed of trust says. The deed of trust is recorded against title so that the whole world has notice of the fact that this piece of real estate is encumbered by a debt between buyer and lender. In a seller financing arrangement, it's exactly the same. 
if the buyer is using, if the buyer and seller are using a note and deed of trust to secure the seller financing. Seller will give buyer title to the property, and as soon as the title is given to the property, buyer will immediately give seller a promissory note promising to pay the seller the purchase price for the property or whatever's left of the purchase price. Maybe they paid some down payment. But whatever's left of the purchase price, the, seller, the buyer promises to pay to the seller and the buyer's obligation to make repayment is secured by the deed of trust which is recorded against title of the property. And if buyer fails to perform the terms of the note, then under that deed of trust, the seller can come and foreclose the deed of trust and recover title to the property. Foreclosing a deed of trust is a cumbersome, expensive, and time-consuming process. Set that aside. That's a deed of, that's the note and deed of trust. On the flip side, we have a real estate contract. And I said that the generic seller is going to prefer a real estate contract. Why? In the real estate contract, scenario, seller doesn't give buyer title to the property. Seller retains title of the property. At closing of the transaction, seller remains the title owner of the property. Buyer takes a buyer's interest in title to the property. Buyer has rights that come with that buyer's interest in the property. Possessory rights, they can even encumber their ownership interest in the property, but they don't hold title to the property. After closing, if you pull a fresh title report, you're gonna see that the seller is still the fee simple title owner of this property and buyer has a buyer's interest in a real estate contract. That's what the title report will look like. Buyer has to make payments under that real estate contract just like they would if it was a note and deed of trust. But if they fail to make the payments they're required to make, seller doesn't foreclose a real estate contract, seller forfeits the real estate contract. The procedure for forfeiting a real estate contract is more streamlined and less time consuming, less logistical hoops than foreclosing a note and then foreclosing the deed of trust. So again, there are always going to be exceptions and I would never want anybody listening to this video to draw a conclusion that they absolutely want one or the other based on this video because there will always be exceptions for every buyer and every seller as to, why, as to why buyer might prefer a real estate contract or seller might prefer a note and deed of trust. So this is a, exactly the type of question that a consumer should address with their own legal counsel. Again, brokers do not use Form 22C if you don't know what you're doing. Work with a managing broker who does know what they're doing or send your client to legal counsel for assistance in a seller financing transaction. Seller financing transactions are so much bigger and more burdensome than a typical purchase and sale agreement. Why? Because a purchase and sale agreement is intended to endure for 30 days, 45 days, 60 days. We have closing and the parties are done with a, with a purchase and sale agreement. In a seller financing arrangement, real estate brokers, you are creating a five, 10, 20, 30 year relationship between buyer and seller, depending on how, what, what, depending on what terms are agreed between buyer and seller. So it is a big deal. And you are licensed to prepare, to prepare the financing arrangement, seller financing agreement, because you have the statewide forms to do so. But that doesn't mean that you should prepare those forms if you don't know what you're doing. And in fact, you shouldn't. 
So brokers, look for help from your own resources, your firm's uh, managing brokers, legal counsel, advise your clients to seek legal counsel, and remember you're always welcome to ask questions of me as well. If you'd like to ask me a question, please visit the Legal Hotline Library at warealtor.org where you will find a lot of answers to questions that other brokers have already asked. But if you do want to ask me a question, click on the link to do so. Thank you for being a Washington Realtors member.